it's a Bama free weekend in college football, but there's still some fun games and there's some games that have a lot to do with the future success of uh, Alabama this year. And also Jimmy and I thought it'd be kind of cool to look ahead to next year since it's the bye week. Let's get into it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Looking forward to uh, Saturday and just watching games all day long and maybe some outcomes that might help Alabama. You know, uh, if Alabama wins out, they control their own destiny. But it's still, I find, helpful if other contenders lose games. (laughs) I I still want other contenders to lose. Yeah, I kind of wouldn't mind if everybody lost somehow, some way. This episode is brought to you by Underdog, and we also want to thank everybody for making us your first listen. You guys are fantastic. Still waiting on, I think it's Mac Million to give me his address. He won this shiny new hat that I gave away. Um, If I don't hear from him like in the next pod or two, I'm going to just give it away again to somebody. So y'all keep listening and uh, keep putting your name in the hat, and uh, maybe you'll win a hat. See what the the pun there. Um, Okay. So, Jimmy, before we get into the predictions for the weekend, you and I were on a big text chain um, among a lot of folks, and and everybody was sort of talking about, like, okay, you know, it's the off week for Bama. So what about next year? What does next year look like? Um, Do we think it'll be Milrow at quarterback? Uh, And then you put out – what you consider to be a starting lineup. Now, there are a couple of question marks, a couple of holes to be filled because there's certainly a long way between Hither and Jan. But you had Ty Simpson as the Mm -hmm. Alabama starting quarterback. Explain yourself. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, and that's just how I feel feel today. That could change. I'm actually higher on Jalen Milrow as a a high-quality starting college quarterback. I think I'm higher on that than a lot of Alabama fans are. Um, I would be, if, if it was announced today that Milrow was the starting quarterback for Alabama next season, uh, I would be uh, excited about that. I, I just happen to think that Ty Simpson is special. And just my thinking today, Milrow, as high as I am on him, I still see him as developmental, meaning that it's going to take some time. You know, even even after, you know, next year, he'll be better than this year, but still not a finished product. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to take Ty Long to get to be that finished product. He's he's just special. So for that reason, I sort of like Ty to beat out Milrow. I know he's a year younger. If it makes more sense, I just think by next fall, Simpson will be more ready than Milrow is. But they're both good. Uh, they're They're both solid options i think both will have good careers in college football uh what's yet to be seen will they both remain at alabama uh you know throughout their careers but today i would say it's going to be tied today you know it it does bring up it harkens back to the days of uh jalen and tua a little bit um i don't think either one of those guys has earned the right to be called the equal to jalen or tua but it does 
remind people of that a little bit in the sense that you, know, you got one quarterback that's obviously better with his legs, but he's obvi- obviously a winner too. Um, and that guy happens to be from Texas, by the way, too. So, um, yeah, it could be quite interesting. I wonder if next year Alabama has Ty Simpson start, but there are packages for Jalen Milrow, just sort of like we did with Jalen Hurts. Um, that that could be an interesting development. You also talked about the running back, and I'm looking at the text now. You had your running back, um, you, mm-hmm. your running back lineup as Jace Roydell and Jamarian Miller. I'm yeah, going to go on record. Three-headed monster. I mean, go ahead. Okay. No, you go. Okay. I'm going to go on record and say I don't think that'll be the lineup. In fact, it wouldn't shock me if two of those running backs changed and and maybe we saw something like two two of the new guys, like a Justice Haynes, um, a Richard Young, um, somewhere in the mix. And I also feel like Jamarian Miller will be in the mix. Maybe it's because I haven't seen enough of his weaknesses because we've only seen him be good late in games. But, you know, and, and I know Jace is a little bit nicked up. Some of our commenters mm-hmm. have pointed that out. Yes, he's a little nicked up. But outside of the big run against uh, Texas early in the season, um, it, it's been rather underwhelming. And then yep. Roydell, while I think he runs as hard as he can possibly run, um, the role we have him in is not the best role for him, if you ask me, as the bruiser, so to speak. So right. it wouldn't shock me if we had a whole new kind of backfield rotation. And I'm not saying that Jace or Roydale transfer, and I'm not saying they 100% get beat out. I am saying, though, it wouldn't shock me if a couple of the new guys moved up the charts rather quickly. And while your lineup may look uh, correct for the first of the year, by the end of the year it may not be. Uh, yeah, no one. I mean, I'm I'm super high on both Haynes and Young, and I do think both are capable of being uh, good players, even as true freshmen. I believe that. Uh, I'm just going by assuming Jason Roydell both come back, and 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 it's a year removed, uh, another year removed from their injuries. I think in a senior year we would see the best Jason, the best Roydell we've ever seen. Uh, their experience would be hard to uh, ignore. Uh, I, I just see them playing significant roles. Roydell earned a role this weekend. I think he's going to be Alabama's third down back going forward. His blocking, his bits, blitz pickups were outstanding, and that's something that both Jace and Gibbs have struggled with. Roydell was awesome picking up blitzes this weekend. I think that may be his role going forward. Miller's just too good to keep out of the lineup, as good as Young and Haynes will be. I feel Miller is is in their class. I mean, I think he's that good. So I think it might be a situation, Luke, where game one, it's Jace and Roy Dell is the third down back and Miller's the guy that comes in late in the game. And by the end of the year, Miller's the starter and he's getting all the carries and Roy Dell is the third down guy and Jace is coming in late in the games. That That's just – but my whole point about this exercise and my whole point about this wasn't specific – hey, who's starting, who's getting the most carries? My point is, you know, we talk about how next year's a rebuilding. Are you really rebuilding when you're returning two seniors at running back who have played a ton and a sophomore in Miller that we already know is is pretty good? I mean, we've seen enough of Miller to be really excited about what he could be next year. I wouldn't say that we're rebuilding at running back at all. Uh, I would say we're just going to be good even if you end up going with just Young and Haynes. We're, we're going to be good. 
at running back. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. And this is something we can continue to talk about. I do want to get into some predictions for the weekend. So um, I just, you know, it, it just piqued my interest talking about next year because there, there's certainly going to be a lot of flipping and flopping. And look, with the transfer portal, you never know what's going to happen anyway. So it's probably a futile exercise no matter how you spin it. Now I want to tell everybody about Underdog, Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. is so easy to get started. It's so easy to play. And you can sit there and play it while you're watching your favorite team and just be immersed in the action. Look, in the Syracuse at Clemson game, if you took lower on Sean Tucker than 93 yards, that's an example of one of the bets. Or you could have taken higher. I can't even remember what he did. But you could have done one of those two. And uh, Clemson's tough to run against, but Sean Tucker's been really good. So that would be an interesting bet. You could take a Ronnie Gadsden second higher than 66 yards and a half receiving yards in that game too. Um, so you, you pick a game like the Syracuse, Clemson, you know, Ohio State, Iowa, you could take C.J. Stroud lower than 305 passing yards. I don't know why you take that for C.J. Stroud. They always let him pass as much as he needs to. But you can do all those types of things. You can do it with Bryce Young, obviously. Not this weekend. We're off. But you can do it with Auburn. You can do over-under on Robbie Ashford passing yards. is probably seven. So you, I would probably take the under. Um, but sign up with the promo code locked on. That's one word. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free at Underdog. Go to underdogfancy.com or use the Underdog Fancy app in the App Store, Google Play Store, whatever. Go there, go now, get in on the college football pick em action today. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. That's one word locked on for Underdog Fantasy. All right, so let's do get into some predictions here, Jimmy. Um, we'll start with Auburn, Arkansas. I mean, this look, this this game is not super sexy unless you just are an Alabama fan and enjoy the misery Auburn is in right now. Um, I just don't see. Look, Auburn lost three more guys to the transfer portal in the last two days. I, you, you always, as an Alabama fan, I'm always um, reluctant to count Auburn out of anything ever. Because it's that is sort of their mantra. But, you know, everybody keeps saying that, and I'm wondering how true it is anymore. Auburn's lost six games the last two years. They're on pace to easily lose six games this year. Um, they've lost four games, at least four games, at least four games, every single year since 2014. I mean, that's interesting. That's just not a good program. I mean, it, it's, it's fine, but when you consider that Auburn plays – at minimum, two cans a year. I mean, it, it's and so you got two guaranteed wins. It looks even worse. Um, right. You know, uh, again, I, I just don't see how in the world. I know Arkansas's defense is lackluster. I know that Arkansas has underachieved based on preseason expectations. How in the world are you supposed to look at this Auburn team right now and say they're going to beat anybody? with the glaring exception of potentially Texas A&M, which we'll get to in just a minute. I do not uh, – I'm not – I mean, I think, you know, this is about Auburn, Arkansas. Uh, I like Arkansas solidly. Uh, I know it's at Auburn. Uh, I think Auburn might hang around for a half. Uh, in the end, they won't be able to score with Arkansas. 
Arkansas was in a bit of a slump for a while. I think they bust out of that slump and finish strong. This is a good Arkansas team. I think they're going to remind everyone in November that they're good. And uh, it's going to start with uh, – I'll be a little surprised if it's a dismantling. Uh, I would be more surprised if Auburn won. Uh, I'll, I'll go Arkansas uh, 42 uh, 20. I think that's a fair number. I don't know that Arkansas will get to 42. I mean, I guess they could because, again, boy, Auburn has lost some guys to injury like Echo Leota. They've lost uh, uh, Dawson, the the wide receiver. They lost um, Landon King, who was, who was sitting the season out anyway. Um, and there was one of A.D. Diamond. I mean, some of these guys haven't played much. But what it does, Jimmy, and you know this, as the season wears on, you may need I mean some of these guys may be in on special teams or something and then that affects your depth and then you got to put another dude in on special teams and then that affects your depth either more. I mean it just keeps going and going and going so um yeah I think that and also it cannot help team morale so I'm going to say Arkansas 30 Auburn 15 um I I just don't see how in the world this uh, any program can come back from the um it's it just such a depressing situation, it seems like. And, I mean, if, as long as you're not an Auburn fan. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd, I'd say Arkansas wins this game. And then uh, Auburn's got an interesting game the next week against Mississippi State. Um, okay, Mississippi so State. let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ole Miss and Texas A&M now. This yep. is interesting. Lane Kiffin, after we recorded the pod yesterday, uh, fired a shot across the bow saying um, – Hey, look, when they were talking about DJ Durkin, who left Ole Miss for Texas A&M to be the defensive coordinator. Right. Lane Kiffin said, yeah, we tried to keep him. We got out Bill. That's a common th- thread with that program, common theme with that program. And, look, funny. it's number one, it's funny. Number two, it is after all the hullabaloo with Nick Saban, like months after, and it's at a time when Jimbo is um, pretty irritated. And you got to think, I can't believe he hadn't already gone off because here's what it does. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if Lane Kiffin is this savvy, but if you've ever read The Art of War, and I'm going to pretend like I have just for this comment. <laughs> I might quote that. That yeah. Bama locked on quotes yeah. guy needs to uh, throw that in. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to pretend that I read The Art of War when I tell you this. I do know this much from it. Um, That it says when you're – uh, opponent is when he is not disheveled because that would be a stupid word in art of war. When your opponent is um, irritated, you should annoy him more. Like it's when your opponent is already like sort of frazzled, you should poke the bear. And, and uh, that goes against some common sense. People are always like, Oh, well don't, you know, don't make a bad situation worse. But when you're in a battle, it's good because that's when they start making really stupid decisions. And it started making me think maybe Saban was on to something like so calculated way back in the summer. And now Lane Kiffin using his son Zoo uh, master's degree has decided, you know what? He's obviously uh, frazzled. His team is falling apart. They've got, they're doing smoking dope in the locker room. I mean, it's like a Motley Crue song. Um, and uh, they're doing all this, and they got guys uh, threatening to transfer and injuries. And he said, "So I'm just gonna, 
I'm just going to stick a needle right in his behind. And that comment certainly did that. And I, it's kind of brilliant. Well, first of all, when you're at war with your opponent and you annoy him, I think you're doing him a favor instead of, you know, murdering him or killing him or blowing up his family. Uh, so you should feel lucky to simply be annoyed if you're in battle. But that aside, um, you know, before A&M's trouble this week, the off the field stuff, I think I was going to pick A&M because it's so SEC to lose on the road at South Carolina, but then come home and beat Ole Miss, who's a much better team in South Carolina. That's so SEC. It illustrates we we'll always talk about how hard it is to win on the road and and it's tough to, 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 to beat an A&M in College Station. But I don't know. I think the off-the-field troubles this week have exemplified yet again that the problem at A&M is culture, uh, and, and, and the problem at Florida State was the culture that Jimbo Fisher left behind, uh, and then the culture he created at A&M. Uh, and, and I think that's why Ole Miss wins this game. Again, on Monday, I was prepared to pick A&M. Then the stuff happened with Denver Harris and, and those freshmen. I'm like, you know what? A&M is just a better all-around program. A&M might have more good players, but Ole Miss has is, is winning. They're winning. They're, so, somehow, some way, Lane culture, Lane's culture is winning in, in Oxford. And uh, I like Ole Miss to beat A&M in College Station. And, uh, man, I, I bet talks about Jimbo's future in College Station get really interesting. It does make you wonder if this thing does fall apart the way that it could. And again, I'm going to say right now in this moment, I don't care how bad things are at Auburn and they're bad. I feel like Auburn will beat Texas A&M because Auburn's kind of been there before, you know, Auburn's kind of been in the muck before and all this controversy. And I feel like A&M is just not handling this whole thing very well. I feel like Ole Miss wins this game, which it did from an Alabama perspective. I don't think it matters much because we're going to, have to beat Ole Miss regardless. But what it does is make the now the LSU Bama game will be essentially for the SEC West, and then I will assume the Alabama Ole Miss game will be for the SEC West. So I mean, we've got two back to back real, I mean, tough games that we didn't know at the beginning of the year would be this incredibly tough, but they're going to be. So let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the world's largest art outdoor cocktail party, and we'll talk about a few other things. All right, so uh, Florida, Georgia this weekend, it's not just a terrible band. It's also a big football game. <laughs> uh, I like Georgia, of course, to win a much better team than Florida. Uh, so I'll pick Georgia to win something like uh, 44 to even 17. I think it could be something like that. But wow. two, th two things. Georgia could be looking ahead to Tennessee. Not a good idea. I think Florida's too good to overlook. They're too good to like, ah, we're going to win this weekend. Let's just start worrying about Tennessee. You could lose to Florida with, with that alone. And secondly, I think I, I talked about this on the podcast <laughs> earlier this week. Anthony Richardson is capable of winning a game by himself, even against Georgia. I think his his upside is just ginormous. He could have a 350-yard passing, 150-yard rushing game, uh, even against a Georgia. I think he's capable of that. 
not predicting it's going to happen, not saying it's ready for that to happen. If I was Anthony Richardson's advisor, I would urge him to ignore Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper and come back to school. That that kid needs to play more college football games. He needs to get better before, before he goes on to the NFL. Uh, I, I just say that I, I like Georgia. I like Georgia big, but don't overlook Florida. And one of these days, Anthony Richardson's just going to go off. Yeah, I'm with you on that. In fact, um, I think Florida covers this game. The spread's pretty high. I think yep. Florida's going to cover – because I'm beginning to see now – I know Georgia beat the brakes off uh, Oregon week one. But if Georgia and Oregon played this week, I think things would be different. I think it would be a lot different. Georgia would probably still win, but I don't think it's 49-3. to three. And um, I feel like Oregon just ran into a buzzsaw and Oregon's getting it together a little bit. And um, so I, I don't think there's any great team out there. And Missouri came close to beating Georgia. Uh, some other teams have hung with them for a while. I, I feel like Florida's going to be in this for a little bit. Um, they're not necessarily going to win the game, but I do feel like Georgia wins the game. But but uh, Florida will be in it. And finally, we'll talk about Kentucky and Tennessee. Another game for me, Jimmy, where I'm saying bet on Kentucky – that look next week. That's another reason to bet on Florida. Georgia's got Tennessee next week. Tennessee's got Georgia next week, obviously. So I think both teams could have that look ahead moment. Um, yep. Tennessee was on such a high after the Alabama game that I don't even think they came down from it in time for UT Martin. So they were, and UT Martin is not very good. So they just blew them out of the water. And I feel like this is going to be the sort of Whew, we got to catch our breath game. And um, I feel like Kentucky's going to hang with them. I mean, I, again, Kentucky's a good ball club. Tennessee owns Kentucky. I, I readily admit that. And I think Tennessee will win this game. My point is take Kentucky in the points. Right. Uh, I like Kentucky uh, not to win this game, but I like Kentucky to keep this close. Uh, agree with every point you made. This is a, 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 a come down from Alabama win and looking ahead to Tennessee trap game almost. Uh, Kentucky matches up with Tennessee. Kentucky Kentucky can play defense. Imagine what would Alabama done defensively in that game against Tennessee, Luke, when you just eliminate the mistakes. Just eliminate mistakes, and Alabama's defense keeps Alabama in that game. I think Kentucky – is really just as good as Alabama on defense in, in terms of how they play, and it won't there won't be mistakes. That's a, a veteran group. They're excellently coached by Stoops. I think Kentucky keeps us close. I, I'm going to pick Tennessee to win the game. I think it could be tight, and I do think Tennessee is going to be caught looking ahead to Georgia, uh, much like we talked about in the Georgia-Florida game. So that's why I'm excited about Georgia-Florida and Tennessee-Kentucky. <laughs> they could both be close because – Georgia and Tennessee are both really looking forward to having the nation's attention next weekend. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the predictions podcast. We'll be back on Sunday. Look, everybody enjoy the Bama week off and have a lot of fun. I mean, let's all pull for Penn state to beat Ohio state, even though that don't ever happen, but let's uh, all pull for it. And um, look, everybody go enjoy yourself and we'll be back on Sunday, recapping the week and getting you ready for LSU because this LSU game has turned into a monster. All right, everybody, until then, roll tight. Roll tight.